0: Welcome to episode 45 of the Finger Guns Podcast. I'm going to say 45. I think last week was 44. So, hey, 45. We're nearly yeah. at the big old 50. That should be quite fun. My name is Roscoe. How are you doing? And I'm joined by Mr. Greg Hicks. Hello. I can't believe it's... I like the fact that we can't actually give a definite. It's always 44? 45? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I know. It's really bad. I have all of them listed when I finish uh, the editing. They're in a folder. And it's M1, M2, oh, nice. uh, 3 M4, M5. And um, they're all numbered, but I never remember which was the last one. Fair Yeah. How
2: you doing? I'm good, thank you. I um, had a better weekend than last week. Obviously, got off my food poisoning, which was swell. So, yeah. Good. I am super.
0: Thanks for asking. Yeah. yeah. Mr. Paul Collett. Well, hi there. How are you doing, mate?
3: Yeah, I'm good, man. I am um, thankfully missed most of Hurricane Gerald, or whatever it's called. So, um, I'm okay. Storm Dennis. Storm Dennis, Gerald. Definitely um,
0: not a hurricane, we'd be in very deep shit if it was a hurricane
3: Well, you know how the BBC like to portray the weather, it's like Armageddon out there So
0: yeah, I'm good mate, all good, good. And Mr Sean Davies Hi Hi man, how
1: are you? I'm good Yeah. <laughs> tell me a story I've had Doritos today, just to please Greg <laughs> <laughs> I I also saved a life today, but um, I, say about that. What, with Doritos I, or? Yeah, I wish Offered <laughs> under his nose, and he went, Oh, fuck, Doritos. I'm waking him up well, <laughs> the power well,
3: of it Doritos. because of Doritos, and you took them away from him, you know.
1: <laughs> so, I was at work, and a guy had a fit, and I saved his life by oh, feeding him Doritos. Yeah, yes, that's exactly what I did. That's the very well known fit medicine. <laughs> <laughs> Doritos. I, know,
0: like, I know you
2: and I both work in like a healthcare profession, I can't even say it, but every time i hear saying someone have a fit i just think of like i equate fit with tantrum oh yeah yeah i can't i can't take it seriously someone's having a fit oh why someone not giving him his tea
1: yeah yes he, <laughs> he hasn't had his snickers today yes yeah. just... <laughs> this guy so he fell on me basically and i caught him and then was like ah, oh, this this is odd and then quickly put him in the recovery and the the way I saved his life is is a very gross way. I took his uh, false teeth out of his mouth because he was choking on them, and I've still not quite gone over how gross that was. So I didn't realise. <laughs> yeah, I, I did that quite a lot. Like, like, my my heroic moments. I'm pressing that was... for you. <laughs> so that that was my yeah. I'm not going to get an award for it, obviously, because I. <laughs> well done for taking the false teeth out of the guy's face. <laughs> Uh, working for the NHS. What a uh, wonderful life!
0: Well done, Sean. We're all very hey, well proud of you.
1: How are you, Roscoe? You had a good week?
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. It's been it's been a fun week. Yeah. Uh, I've been under the threat of flooding from Storm Dennis by my local uh, council, which has been exciting. But we're still here. Our house is still very much in shape. There are people nearby whose houses are not in shape, very sadly. And we've been uh, taking close to people today and stuff, and offering to look after their animals and things. And sadly. There is no dog in my house yet. I'm working on it, though. That's all I Goodbye. really want. Just look after someone's dog whilst their house gets back in order. But uh, yeah, so far, so far, we are uh, we are very much dry in this house, thankfully. Whew. It was a little bit scary over the evening, but we're OK. And that means I'm OK. So things are good. Things are very good. And as a weekly update, Doctor Who was really good tonight. So that's good as well. Let's get started then with what we've been playing. Uh, I'll go with Mr. Greycakes. Greycakes, what have you been playing, sir?
2: Uh, I've still been playing One Finger Death Punch 2, which, as we discussed before we start recording, is still a stupid name. I'm still under embargo, so I can definitely confirm that it is a game, and I'm playing it, and it's on Steam if anybody really wants to go and check it out. I have been playing some more Code Vein. I've got on a boss, and I'm stuck, so I'm doing that Dark Souls thing of having a tantrum, not playing it, and then I'll go back to it at some point. Uh, I'm still playing L.A. Noir at the moment, and I've come to realise now on my... Must be the fourth playthrough. Yeah. I think this is the fourth time I've owned it as well. So original Xbox, PS3, Xbox One, and now the PS4 remaster. It's really a terrible game. I like, I know when I first played the game, some of the cases were really flimsy. Um playing it again now, it's it's really badly put together. When you know how it goes and the bigger sort of picture thing, but yeah, it's it's really terribly written. At the time at the time it was amazing because of all the mocap and all that. But mm. With with some the the unfortunate thing about remasters sometimes is it it's not always good. You've got like like I said the Shadow of the Colossus remake, which is a, a, a well remake slash remaster, and that's amazing. And then you got this one, which is an upscaled one, and it's it's really a janky game. And all like the because the all the mocap was on the heads, and then the bodies are animated afterwards. They all look really disproportionate, and like they move to a different beat, so that didn't help. And yeah, I, I'm I'm playing it through just because you know, trophies and shit, and I'm gonna finish it again, but. Yeah, it's a really terrible game. I used to like absolutely champion it and be like, "No, no, it's great. It's got an amazingness, and the story's a bit odd, but it's still a great game." I'm playing it now, going, "Yeah, this game sucks." <laughs> but it's it's like a, it's like a tire fire. You're watching it, and you're like, "This is terrible. I should really look away." Like, I'm going to carry on.
0: Oh, you should play the remaster on Switch. Woo-hoo!
2: I really okay. want to play the. The only thing I really want to play is the VR ones. Yeah, because they actually one. do look hilarious. I mean, like what you can do and stuff like that. And I've seen other people with. M- machinima clips which are just you know absolutely fucking silly but uh yeah no i've not been playing anything new this week apart from the game that i'm not allowed to talk about it's just been yeah plodding along with that really and just dabbling in um the division which we will what division two which i'm sure we'll all eventually play once at some point
0: who knows
1: yeah
2: one
0: day yeah uh yeah that's pretty much it Quiet nice. week for me nothing new all right mr paul collett what have you been playing this week sir well shock horror Nothing
2: grand.
3: I know. uh, I'm probably the worst person for this podcast section, at least. But I did download the division two, which was on a super duper super cheap sale on PSN this week. It was eight quid. So I downloaded it again because obviously I bought it first time around and then obviously I sold it and then tried to buy it again because. I'm stupid. So I've managed to cram in a whole 60 minutes of the Division 2. Thankfully, I still had my old save. So I'm at level 24, I think. So that's most of the grinding out of the way. So I'm ready to go when you guys are ready to go. And um, that's about it, really.
0: Man, you're way ahead of me. I need to do a lot of grinding first. Oh, well, I'll help you out. It's all good. Yeah, I'm on level uh, 11 or
3: 12, I think. So I'm almost certain you'll get to level 25 before I do.
0: (laughs) Challenge accepted.
1: Yeah.
3: Um, right. yes yeah, that's, that's about it for me really I've got this really shitty RSI gun on my hands so I can't actually hold the, the pad for too long so
0: meh that's all I can say that is unfortunate it is uh, Mr. Sean Davies what have you been playing this week
1: I finished off Skyrim yeah thank you thank you yeah. after literal years and thousands of hours and multiple restarts it's done I've done everything Skyrim can give me I Got the platinum trophy, and I deleted the game, never to think about it again. That Skyrim off my radar forever. La la.
0: We are like, all very proud of you. I, I think you can expect a phone call from the president any
1: moment now. Uh, we've we've already spoke. Um, ah okay. I told him to go fuck himself. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's such a good game, and you know the fact that I even went back again. Is testament to the fact that if you've never played Skyrim, it's worth a go. It's janky as hell, it's broken, and you know you can you can really mess it up if you just do the simplest of things like kill the wrong NPC. But it's such a good game, (laughs) despite me telling you it's complete crap. I've also been playing more of Seventh Sector, which is (sighs) what a weird game. It's like. On one hand, it is some of the best puzzle games, puzzle gaming I've I've ever played in my entire life. On the other hand, it's some of the worst puzzling I've ever played in my entire life. And that's where it is. There's one puzzle in it, right, where you've got symbols uh, that that's basically algebra but with symbols. And it says shape dot shape equals blank. Shape plus shape equals blank. And then shape dot space seven and it doesn't make any sense because it doesn't tell you what the dots are. They're obviously multiplication once you figure it out and you do all the maths. But you have to basically experiment your way there. It's not like a puzzle where you can go up and go, oh yeah, I'll just do some algebra. This is like algebra without functions. And it's like, why have you just made it that much that that step too fucking hard? Why have you bothered to do that? It's just ridiculous. But you know when it's good, it's really, really good. So it's infuriating me at the moment. But yeah. I've also been playing something called Foxy Tail. I say playing, I played twenty minutes of it. Because that's how that long it's. That sounds it is.
0: like something that you've just bought off Love Honey.
1: <laughs> it's a rat a game and it lasts for an hour if you want to play it from beginning to end and twenty minutes if you want just the platinum trophy. So <laughs> if you're if you're in the in the market for a very quick, cheap platinum trophy then, um, yeah, go and get yourself that. And Megaquarium. I've been playing Megaquarium, so there's a review on the website now. And that's about it. What about you, Roscoe? I've
0: been playing Dreams. Um, The game is now out fully, and it now features a campaign. I've had it on Early Access for a little while, but now the game is out officially, the campaign has been included, and oh my goody, and within five minutes of playing this game, you go, well, this is a masterpiece. This is 10 out of 10. This is the greatest thing I've ever played in my life. It's just absolutely extraordinary how they've created a campaign using the engine in Dreams. And you're playing a video game knowing that if you had the knowledge and the skill, you could recreate the game you're playing in the game you're playing. (laughs) That's what Dreams is. You know, that's what it does to you. And you're playing it, and it's a phenomenal story. It's only about three hours long. It can be knocked out in one sitting if you want, want to do it. But it, what it does, it showcases damn near everything that Dreams is capable of. And it is a truly mesmerizing experience. And I can't not credit it with like being... It's going to be up there as my game of the year, for sure. Until something major comes out and maybe knocks it off as perch. But right now, there's nothing like Dreams. And if you jump into it, once you beat the campaign, you're then free to... Well, you're free to sort of do whatever you want first. You don't have to jump into the campaign first. You can start building first, or you can just play the vast magnitude of things that people have already made. And it's just unreal. I mean, this morning I was playing Metal Gear Solid in Dreams, and it was just unreal, you know? There's nothing like it. It's truly phenomenal.
3: Wow. I am looking forward to getting my hands on that. I've got a few ideas brewing. But my, my main concern, I guess, is I'm, I didn't play the Early Access. So uh, what's the interface like? Because I remember when I tried to uh, create a, a racetrack in Rockstar's uh, GTA V add-on where you could make your own racetracks, and it was mm. damn near impossible. It was just a vile experience all over. So it kind of put me off these kind of making games for the DS4 kind of thing. What's it What's it like? Is it kind? E- intuitive? Is it easy to line things up? Pixely perfect.
0: Yeah, I mean, I haven't had a lot of experience in the building myself so far. But what it does do is, before you do anything, you have to go through a tutorial in order to unlock it. Oh, okay. Cool. So you can't do it until you know how to do it. If you know what I mean. That's What she said. That doesn't work at all. I mean, that doesn't that doesn't work at all. That was bit. so bad. Wow, that was. <laughs> ooh.
3: Well, it does a little bit. Come on.
0: <laughs> all right, fine. Use your imagination. Anyway, okay. Uh, yeah, but like in dreams, use your imagination. Exactly. And yeah, I mean, I think you'll get much more out of the creative side than I do. And yeah, you can't do anything until you have a, like a, a, the basic idea of how it works. So
3: there's no you, reason you why you can't. That tutorial
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Because
3: yeah. the, the thing that bothers me is like me being me, everything's got to just line up perfectly. And I'm just worried that it won't quite line up. And that would just aggravate my OCD no end. Have you, so, um, your, um, have
0: you still got your um? Have you got your move controllers? Yes, uh, yes, You can I use have, them. Yeah. Oh, you can oh use no, them. I haven't. Oh, oh you haven't. Uh, well, yeah, okay. you can use them to move things around, which I imagine is much much easier.
1: Yeah, well, I'll probably yeah. do it
0: anyway. Like to waste yeah. my
3: time building. Things.
0: Yeah, do it, man. And yeah, the motion control in the DualShock still works really well. Yeah, cool. It's yeah, it's it's it's, it's one one. You know, it's just awesome. And yeah, I'm looking forward to. Playing the finger guns game that you create in dreams. So I'm on it. I'm on it. It's going to be oh, set in the 80s, obviously. 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 You can make music in it as well. So you can make some neon infused electric pop.
3: I'll just do the graphics and game bit. No, I'll probably okay. do the graphics. Sean does the game because that's what he does. And then you can do
2: the music. And Greg right, can good. do the voice. Great idea. No, man. I hate the sound of my own voice. I feel sorry if anyone has to listen to this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Perfect for a podcast.
2: Hey! <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh yeah, Dreams is great, and I highly cool. recommend it to anyone. I've been playing Division 2. Uh, this swanky sale, I've had the game for Raiders, but this swanky sale has uh, given me a little bit of a boost to go and play through. I've just bought the season pass. It's £5 on PSN right now, as opposed to £33, which is... A... Oh, is that,
2: is that what that was, the year one pass thing? Yes. Ah, because I bought... Because it's eight ninety nine for the normal one, or it was eleven ninety nine pounds 99 for the, that and the year one pass. I thought I just got some free goodies with it. Is that a season pass? Yes. Oh, sweet. Mm. Yeah,
0: I think I've unlocked a bunch of stuff, but I haven't looked into it yet.
2: I thought it was just some goodies and moustache.
0: Uh, yeah, you'll get you'll get some extra content as well. So episode Ooh. one and episode two of the uh, the DLC will be available to you. Oh, sweet! And episode three will be at some point. I can't remember when. But yeah, it's it's fun to jump back in. Me and you're a good time blasting uh, Washington scum in the face the other day. Can we talk about what a major
1: comeback this game has had over this last week? Yeah, it's pretty insane, isn't it? like Ubisoft have, have basically created an entire new strategy for reviving an online game. They've knocked it down to 5 pounds, released the last episode of the first pass, announced a huge new pass, did a big um stream and teased it for days. And now everybody I know is playing The Division 2. <laughs> That's incredible. Like they've just managed to reinvigorate the game in the space of a week. Yeah. It's it amazing.
0: is um it is. It is tempting to start with a new character because now I've unlocked. I don't think you need to even need. I don't think you even need to pass for this. But if you want to play the New York DLC, which is coming, you've got to be level thirty plus. Yeah, and you can start as a new character at level thirty if you want to.
2: Does anybody want to play? At we've recorded. Yes. Cool. Oh man, no way! Can we hurry? Can we hurry up and bang this podcast out then?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, what else have I been playing? I think that's it, really. Yeah. Division Two Dreams. Uh, a bit of fortnight last week of this season finally february 20th brand new season on thursday cannot wait at last
1: is there any leaks yet
0: I haven't seen any yet
1: Nathan's um
0: solid. all i know is that there's a brand new engine and there's a brand new destruction system and uh that's it so far Nothing, no word on uh what's happened to the map or the costumes or anything but yeah
1: fun times i cannot wait for every single streamer to be complaining about how they're not getting wins anymore because the engine's changed
0: yeah and all the bots have been removed
1: i love it every time every time they change something uh put fast build back in because no i'm not winning anymore Mm. just get lost (laughs) what anyway sorry
0: and uh i also went to go and see sonic the hedgehog which is a movie which is available now to go and see in cinemas and gents let me tell you it's not awful
1: i don't believe you
0: it's really quite fun actually um you can read my review of it on thingyguns.net if you want to um i did it the literally the second i got home because i wanted to get it kind of written down and out of my head if you're too lazy to do that i gave it a 7 out of 10 i know what it is it's not the best movie ever made it's not even really a great movie but it's just a exactly what i wanted it to be which is just a fun 90 minute ride with sonic and robotnik going toe-to-toe and that's it It's fun. You know, it's fun. Ben Schwartz as Sonic is really good. Jim Carrey obviously steals the whole thing as Robotnik. Pure 90s Jim Carrey going absolutely batshit the entire time. It's really fun to watch. And, yeah. I'm very happy with it. And the end credit scene is awesome. I'm not going to spoil it for you now, but I may have cheered a little bit and shouted yes out loud when it happened. It, it, it's been spoiled, I think, somewhere, but don't go looking for it. Let me
3: guess. It's going to be uh, uh, Metal Sonic or something. Well, so you're just the go... game. Oh, Towels,
0: probably. Towels. You just, you... You just get towels. Probably. And towels. Towels and, f- <laughs> <innit? Yeah, it's laughs> <laughs> <laughs> and knuckles, innit? Yes, tells your tells your knuckles, innit?
3: Towels
1: and knuckles, innit? Amy. killer whale. A Y M Y. Amy.
0: Do you want know I me mean? to fucking killer whale from *Revenge*? Of, that's who it is, isn't it? Oh Christ. Tails
1: and Knuckles. are <laughs> the worst cockney gangsters. What <laughs> 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 right, mate? It's it's tails and knuckles. I mean
0: knuckles <laughs> does knuckles does sound like a West End gangster.
1: Well, yeah, but not when he comes give out me, of Paul's Me, Knuckles. Yeah. <laughs> Meet my mate. Me, my, me, my, my mate, mate, Knuckles. <laughs>
2: oh, we have got off topic, and it's only been half an hour. <laughs> Should we talk about some video games? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, we have a, we have a quiz to do first. Oh, crap. I mean, yay!
0: Yay! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the most exhilarating, most exciting, most electrifying video game quiz in all the world! Hosting the Finger Guns Trivia Challenge. Lock up your daughters, hold on to your butts, and go absolutely uptown Funkatron for the smoothest can in the entire podcast cosmos. Mr. knowledge himself, Mr. Sean Davies!
1: Thank you, thank you, Thanks. thank you. I'll be honest, I've been really busy this week, so I've really phoned this quiz in today. <laughs> this quiz is all about celebrities in video games. Ten questions... All about celebrities and their roles in video games.
2: And their roles. Oh,
1: crap. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. As a reminder, if you're listening at home, um, Ross is currently leading this this season with two wins. Both Greg and Paul have two. But Greg did post a reasonably good eight out of ten on his own Resident Evil quiz last week.
2: Hell yeah.
1: And nobody's been able to beat you yet. Nobody uh, I have spoken to has been able to beat your score. So well done.
2: Well done, Greg. I mean, it could have been nine, but that Amazon Netflix one could have gone either way. Also, I don't really think it's fair to put in a Resident Evil TV slash film question in a Resident Evil game quiz.
3: <sighs> God, he don't go, go
2: on, does he? At least I turned up.
3: If it was an Evil base, I would have lost that one thousand percent. So whatever.
1: Okay then, let's start this quiz. Oh, if you've never, if you're listening to this for the first time and you've never done this before, I'm going to read the questions out. These guys are going to answer them. They're going to write the answers down. Towards the end of the quiz, I'm going to give you the answers, and we're going to find out which one of these reprobates won. And also, did you beat them? You can tell us on online on the socials. Are you ready?
2: Your mum's a reprobate. <laughs>
1: I'm not, I'm not Whoa! Ready. No, no, he's, he's completely right. <laughs> <laughs> She's from Stoke. It's fine. Okay, question one. Which actor reprised his role as Joker for the Batman Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, and Arkham Knight video games? So question one, which actor reprised his role as Joker from the Batman Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, and Arkham, I know, Asylum? <laughs> I don't know. No, no I'm not going to do it. You did it anyway. Um, Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, and Arkham Knight Video Games. Nice, easy one to get you started.
0: <laughs> Ass.
1: Uh, do
0: you imagine Joaquin Phoenix as Joker in Arkham? That'd be boring. It'd be depressing, wouldn't
1: it? <laughs> I only Hold watched Joker the other can day. I
3: just, can I just throw something
0: in there? Have you guys ever seen The Morning Show? Uh, no. this, is the, this is the Apple series, isn't it? With uh, yeah. the I haven't seen
3: it, no. So there's a guy in there, I can't remember his name, the actor, who looks pretty much like um, the Joker, Wrecking Phoenix Joker. So if Wrecking Phoenix ever died, for example, we've got someone to replace him. It's fine. Anyway, come on. Well, wow, that is
1: the most morbid... You've got to your <laughs> I'm yeah. I mean,
3: just like, make a best Joker film ever, and if he does die, God forbid, then you need to like sort it out, don't you?
0: Have your okay. bases covered. Yeah, I'll get fucking knuckles on it.
1: <laughs> Fuck, you right, mate. Okay, question two Which actor lent both his voice and his likeness to the PlayStation 1 game Apocalypse?
2: <laughs> uh.
1: Question two. <laughs> which actor lent both his voice and his likeness to the PlayStation 1 game, Apocalypse.
0: Anyone play this game? I remember seeing a poster for it played, in, played, played in, demo. In, in some magazine CBG, I think it was, years and years, years ago.
2: It was really weird because the shooting was
0: mapped to the
2: face buttons, so it was t- it was almost isometric, and like to shoot right, for example, was circle, and down was X. So none of this twin-stick bollocks that we've got now, it was you have to use the face buttons to shoot it directions and it just really threw me. Was yeah.
3: that was that because yeah. it came out before the double dual shock? Yeah, stick? yeah, it came out before the dual shock, yeah. So it had one joystick,
2: didn't it? Joystick. Well, yeah. it have, No, it didn't have any joysticks. We just had a D-pad. Oh, and yeah, then you you had right, yeah. Then you had oh. the the non-vibrating version, which was called the... Dual shock? Dual analog. No, the non-vibrating one. It, was, it, was, it had the dipped thumbsticks. It was called just like dual analog, something like that. Oh, I don't know. And then we had the dual shock. Okay. Well
1: fun fact everyone Yeah, the more you know (laughs) question 3 which long running sports game has previously included a cameo by President of the United States Barack Obama (laughs) question 3 which long running sports game has previously included a cameo by President of the United States Barack Obama
2: ah wait cameo from himself or like caricature I just want
1: to get it right. Barack Obama is in the game. Oh. Hmm. Okay, question four. David Bowie starred in a single video game, offering up both his voice and likeness to this Dreamcast and PC game. What game is it? Oh, shit. I know this. Question four. David Bowie starred in a single video game. you American now, are you?
0: What? Bowie. 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 No, it's not fucking Bowie. Yes, it is fucking Bowie. It's not.
2: It's yes, the it Americans
0: called him.
1: David uh, Bowie starred in a single video son, game. His son's
2: called Zowie Bowie. That's uh. why he- Duncan Jones, <sighs> fucking philistine! You unpatriotic philistine!
0: How dare you? When I went to see him at Glastonbury, he was—he he referred to himself as David Bowie. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. It's Bowie, isn't it? Game over. Let's move on.
1: Question four: David Bowie starred in a single video game, offering up both his voice and likeness to the Dreamcast and PC game. What game is it? Okay. Question five. If you collected 30 dog bones hidden around the map of True Crime Streets of L.A., you (laughs) unlocked the ability to play as which musician in the game? Oh, these games suck. Question five. If you you collected 30 dog bones hidden around the map of True Crime Streets of L.A., you unlocked the ability to play as which musician in the game?
0: Musician is pushing it, I think.
1: You'll take that back. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't say it to his face. It's fizzle. I've, I've never met him. It's a good job.
0: Yeah, All right.
1: <laughs> okay, question six. Which actor has lent his voice to both a character in a Lord of the Rings video game and starred as the voice of Spyro the Dragon? Jesus fucking Christ.
2: No, not him.
3: That'd be fun though, wouldn't it, right? He died quite a while ago.
1: (laughs) Apparently. He
3: came back to voice Spyro.
1: Question six. Which actor has lent his voice to both a character in a Lord of the Rings video game and starred as the voice of Spyro the Dragon?
0: Is this what you call phoning in a quiz? Yeah. (laughs) Yikes. You're so money supermarket. Got it, got it, got it. That's not an ad, by the way.
1: <laughs> Question seven. <laughs> Funny reference. <laughs> we are not affiliated with money supermarkets or whatever the hell Roscoe just said. Question seven. Which thespian played the role of Emperor Uriel Septim in Elder Scrolls 4 Oblivion, which one won him a best performance award at the 2006 spike video game awards. What the mother fuck kind of questions are these? Where do you... <laughs> yeah, that's true. Question seven, which thespian played the role of emperor Uriel Septim in the elder scrolls 4 oblivion, which won him a best performance award at the 2006 spike video game awards. Love that noise. That silence. That's awesome. (laughs) I can hear them. (laughs) I can hear the tapping of Google. Question (laughs) 8. Which action movie star founded a US video game studio, Tygon Studios, to work on games specifically with his likeness? Question 8 Which action movie star founded a US game development studio, Tigon Studios, to work on games specifically with his likeness?
0: What a power move.
3: And whoever it is has got to get over themselves a little bit, right?
2: I think I know it is because I think there were some very shit games that came out. Oh, they were terrible. Absolutely the worst.
1: Okay, question nine.
0: Based on good films,
1: though. Come on. giving the game away. Sorry. Question nine. Who is set to play Johnny Silverhand in the upcoming game, Cyberpunk 2077? Oh, I thought this is going to be a hard quiz. It's like I said, I found it in. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's got his own Funko Pop already. If God died, is it breathtaking? <laughs> it's
0: it's, it, it's it's pretty breathtaking. I like that name though, Johnny Silverhand.
3: That sounds proper, like wicked, doesn't it? It's because he's got Silverhand. A hand, right? That's silver. <laughs> Question? Yeah, nine. but Johnny Silverhand sounds like you know, it's like Johnny Medallion. Do you know what I mean, Johnny Medallion?
2: <laughs> Johnny Medallion.
3: No <laughs> oh, friend I, of cobra. I, I, can can I put a little? Let me put in a little thing here. When I was at college, we had to do a, a video project, and we'd done a Senti's Kung Fu movie club. And my name was Johnny Medallion, and it was on loop in that end of year show. It's so funny because it had uh, soundtrack by Corduroy uh, as well, so it's all good. You've been
2: watching loads of Family Guy because you're doing loads of like cutaways today. i just <laughs> breaking away. From... I'm, I'm
1: just trying to make this podcast interesting. I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 Wow. Okay. Question nine. <laughs> who is set to play Johnny Silverhand in the upcoming game Cyberpunk 2077? Question ten. Keith Sutherland has lent his voice acting talent to five video games. Name them, and you'll get a point for each one you get right. Oh. Oh yeah. Whoa, the stakes have just been raised. Get your thinking caps on. So Keith Sutherland has lent his voice acting talent to five video games. Name them, and you'll get a point for each one. That was your lot. I apologise for the wordiness of the questions. Like I said, it's been a busy week. And I also apologise if you can hear my kids bouncing around upstairs. It is half-term, and there is no bedtime.
2: Uh Uh-oh.
0: Damn. Okay, I've got three, I think.
3: I've got I've got, I've got four. One oh, got absolute punk.
1: Pencils down. Time's up. Whatever you got, okay. you got
0: Well, thank you very much, Sean.
1: It's a pleasure as always.
3: Always a treat. Thanks, Sean, for that utter travesty of a quiz
1: there we go again utter <laughs> oh. travesty watch him get 15 out of 15 always the yeah.
3: freaking same oh, could you imagine I could never get 15 out of 15 because you lot accused me of cheating and that could never be
2: done could it no I accuse Ross of cheating oh Ross does cheat really. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, it's so good that we're so friendly 90% of the time and then as soon as the quiz gets brought up it's like daggers at dawn <laughs> Just- <laughs> <laughs> anyway all right, let's get into the news then. And
0: firstly, we have Remedy, who have announced that they are three games in development. One of which, of course, being the Control's upcoming DLC. There's not really a lot to go on on this, but I thought i would have a bit of fun speculating what they could be working on. They said they're working on a single-player story campaign for Crossfire X, which is that thing that they uh, showed at E3 a little while back. And then there's Vanguard. Don't know a lot about Vanguard. It's also very, very quiet in those things. It's a multiplayer game, as much as we know. But what is the third game? Sean Davies, what are they working on?
1: I have absolutely no idea. It's probably Alan Wake. No,
0: <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't that be fun?
1: <laughs> they got the they got the license back, didn't they? So um, hmm. they have they have the license of Microsoft, and they have been talking for years about how much they want to make another one, and. They've talked about doing HDB Master and maybe if they... They they said they didn't want to do it themselves, they wanted somebody else to do it, so they might have outsourced that and they might be working another one. I think it would be daft for them given the links to Control to not continue that franchise. So that's probably what they're working on. And that would be my first Alan Wake. I've never played an Alan Wake before.
0: Oh, interesting. Wish I had. First one's really cool. I, di- I didn't play um, Alan Wake's American Nightmare. It was more of an offshoot. I wouldn't really call it like part of the main game. Hmm.
2: But the main game and the two DLCs are amazing.
0: Cool. What would you like Remedy to be working on? Is there anything from their kind of history that you go, oh yeah, I could, I I'll play that again. Max but, Payne. Yeah. Hundred yeah. so, percent. Where does just, where does the ownership lie with Max Payne right now?
2: With Rockstar. Right. Yeah, because Rockstar took over. We had this, didn't we, in the quiz that I missed. Um, yeah, because Rockstar were the publisher and they ended up taking on the rights to it. That's why they made and produced the third one. Hence the change in tone and all that. I mean, which I thought was good, but it seems like a lot of people didn't and it was a very underselling game. But, yeah, um, uh, I don't think Remedy would be in a hurry to buy it back unless Rockstar sold it on the cheap. But I think Max's story was kind of finished, so... Maybe mm, a re yeah. a reissue of the first two, or even as a trilogy pack. But then we're, we're talking about remastered territory, aren't we? So it's not yeah. any, that's not anything new.
0: Well, they said all we know about this game is that it's based on their own brands. And so there's every chance that they may have dipped back into Max Payne. I mean, Max Payne 3 was a very different beast, wasn't it? To yeah, absolutely. 1 and 2. So they may be, if that is the case, perhaps taking it back to its roots. Possibly. Cool. Yeah, I mean, it
2: was part of that wave of... Um rockstar doing their big narrative push from you know the the silly games they made it was around the time of red Dead gta 4 obviously there's like a few years span in between it but when they went from making silly things and movie tie-ins from like the warriors and that manhunt to more sort of serious narrative games so yeah a lot of max Payne 3 was lots of james mccaffrey monologuing everything it wasn't terrible game but i I don't know how they bring it back to remedy because remedy liked doing well control was a Interactively narrative game, wasn't it? So I don't know how they could bring it back. It'd be nice, but I think it's a bit of a stretch.
0: Would you uh would you be up for a quantum break sequel? One hundred percent, yes.
2: Again, I mean, did you guys play it? I mean how they I could love do it. it, I don't know, because the whole time thing sort of solved itself, but there was that there was like it was a bit open ended, wasn't it, towards the end? With Jack Joyce getting um little fingers pre-cognitive powers or something so maybe that'd be cool if they focus on the gameplay and less bullshit 75 gig tv show spin-off thing with it but oh sorry <laughs> okay. that was awful that was, quite,
3: that was quite cool though um but yeah probably i didn't want to
2: break my gameplay out with watching half an ep- like half hour episode or something yeah but otherwise,
3: it reminded me of those. Like, was it Star Commander? What was those live action games? What are they called? Oh, yeah. Um, Wing Commander. That's it. Wing Commander. It reminded me a little bit of that with some uh, gameplay. Had the Joker in it? Yeah. Mark Hamill, yes. <laughs> <know> <laughs> <that>. Sure <laughs> just got
2: that as well. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> well, at least you've all got one point there, anyway. <laughs> can't, can't, can't change your answer if you get it wrong. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Break... Uh, well, the only sort of IPs I can think of they say Alan Wake Quantum Break da, 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 Max Payne
0: yeah I mean that's I mean they started what Max Payne was, was 2001 yeah I don't think I think it was one of their first games
2: yeah it was they made a racing game I think before that A top down rock and roll racing style game
0: or oh, death something wasn't it
2: yeah 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 um,
0: Death Rally yes rally? Death sounds rally about time? right yeah good I don't, I don't think that'll come back no probably not it's a bit too niche Alan yeah. Wake might be uh the best call. Sure. Uh, Paul, sorry, you got very excited about the idea of a Quantum Break sequel. Tell me why, because I haven't played it.
3: Oh, uh, yeah, I just really enjoyed it. It was it was a, a, a sort of credit remedy for, I don't know, trying to say bit different. I mean, it, it kind of had a feel of, like, the Heavy Rain games. You thought it would be that kind of sort of static game where you're not really playing a game, you're more playing like a cutscene. But it turned out to be like you, you had a proper game to play time bending mechanics were pretty cool and the, yeah these this weird cutscenes scenes where at the live action it was bizarre but it kind of i really enjoyed it in, in that sense it really kind of drew me into the game a little bit and i, I really enjoyed it it's probably one of the highlights of the xbox the short time i had it mm-hmm. but, but above all else if there's another Anna wake i would be so happy because that is probably arguably one of my favorite xbox games i've ever played it's just it's an amazing game. I didn't like the offshoot so much. It kind of lost its, lost its way a bit on that... What um, can't remember what it was called now. American something. American Nightmare. That's it. But yeah, if they got another Anna Wake on the go, it'd be great. If Max Payne comes back, that'd be great because I thought Rockstar's game was fucking brilliant. Mm. But I don't know where they'd go from there because obviously they've got the rights. If they can team up together or something, do another game, that'd be great. But yeah, I just care what they're doing, really, because they always seem to make good games.
0: Yeah, I mean, you've seen Rockstar aren't going to lose anything if they give up Max Payne, are they?
3: No, alright. I mean, let's, let's face it. Rockstar now doing online, Grand Theft Auto online, Red Dead online, inevitably GTA 6 online. Mm. So they're, they're sorted for life now. They don't need Max Payne. Just give it back to Remedy and let them crack on, I reckon.
0: Did anyone play the Game Boy yeah. Advance version of Max Payne?
2: Yeah, the isometric one.
0: Is that what it was? Yeah, it was yeah. It was a,
2: a... it was a top-down isometric. Well, no, it's not top-down because isometric is a different word. It was an isometric. They look like, oh, crap, Syndicate. That kind of like old, oh, XCOM. Okay. like old XCOM. It didn't play like those, but it looked like that. It was a strange beast. It was fun. You could do you, you know you do all the slow mo dice, but slow mo on the Game Boy Advance just looked like the cartridge wasn't loading. It was a bit of a weird one, <laughs> but it was fun. I mean, I, I, I remember playing it on a lunch break at game station. So yeah, it, it, I'm sure it's a it's worth picking up now if you can emulate it. But yeah, it was um it was a, a worthy port.
0: Nice. I could to go on the hunt for it. My poor Game Boy Advance still works actually. I was playing Mario on it the other day sp or a normal one uh just a normal one. Oh wow that's even better yeah yeah i found it in a box i was like oh cool i'll switch it on there it is alive and ah, kicking ace. well that was fun uh okay cool i guess they haven't really got a lot else to max Payne, alan wake quantum breaking control is their big ones isn't it if any yeah
2: yeah yeah that's that's pretty much well yeah that's that's sort of all they're really known for like yeah quality over sort of quantity really
0: so we're going to take a stab that it's one of these <laughs>
2: at least it'd, it'd be nice yeah
0: yeah yeah i guess we'd all take a uh, control two as well wouldn't we, at some point in the future
2: yeah and obviously the dlc when it comes out i'm looking forward to that
0: for sure right then let's move on and talk about anthem i'm
2: gonna i'm gonna mute myself on this one because i haven't played it i'm waiting for i'm actually genuinely waiting for paul's slice of rage on this one
0: i'm very excited about this right it's fair to say uh we're not massive fans of anthem here at the finger guns podcast but i don't think we're alone that's the thing Bioware's Anthem came out and was... Paul, how would you describe it? An absolute bucket of wank. That. (laughs) It would seem that Bioware have done what they can to try and steer the ship in the right direction. They have announced that they are going in and they are basically remaking the entire game from the ground up. And they're going to restart and try and build Anthem to something that they thought it was going to be at the very beginning. Um, Over at Polygon I'm just going to read from there Um, Anthem will also be online in its current state until the design is ready for launch Bioware will continue to run in-game events, refresh the store and will occasionally revisit past seasonal and cataclysm content so the remaining Anthem players will have something to do while they wait for the new version of the game. The studio said they are still committed to the game despite its early shortcomings and struggles the idea of an Anthem 2.0 as mentioned in these reports sounds similar to what Bioware is describing here now, they didn't go into a lot of detail as to what this could be. By the way, it doesn't really give a clear indication of when this Anthem redesign is set to come out. However, it does mention that the project will likely take months. On top of that, the post says that one of the goals of the redesign is to do something we'd like to have done more the first time around give a focused team the time to test and iterate, focusing on the gameplay first. Which sounds rather exciting. Now, it says months, which means there's every chance that Anthem might land by, say, the end of the year. Is it going to get buried by the new consoles and by Cyberpunk and The Last of Us and Avengers and all that? Uh Paul, where do you stand? Are you willing to jump back into Anthem if it comes back in a much improved state? Is there something there that you still want to explore?
3: Oh, absolutely not. This game is an absolute <laughs> fucking write-off now. Look, can you imagine? Look, listen, my whole my whole point with Anthem, okay, is that when I played it, the very, very few times I managed to get and play it. It wasn't bad. Uh, me and Sean, I think, played a couple of times, and it was it was a good, it was okay. I mean, it, it was flawed. It was like a load of bullshit, but you know, the time there was was okay. But my point is that I paid fifty pounds for this game, and A, you could never ever get online because the servers were either overcrowded or busted, and B, uh, the game the gameplay itself was broken to oblivion. So I'm not, I, it, it really fucked me off that they uh, by the way EA charged. 50 quid for this game that was clearly not finished now if they're going to rebuild it from the bottom up and start again am i going to have to pay another 50 quid for it or are they going to give out a brand new game of anthem for free because this is what's bothering me because there's no way on this fucking planet i'm going to pay a single penny for anything to do with anthem ever again because that's just bullshit if they're going to give it away as a freebie like download this like fucking john almost patch and you get a much better game then I may consider it. But then, if it's going to take months, like like you say, is it going to get? Am I be bothered in a month's time? Are they only making this new version two for the PlayStation Five? I'm going to fuck the PS four off. There's too many questions left unanswered, and they have these bullshit comments about. Oh, you know, we want to focus on things we couldn't do in the first game. Why didn't you do them in the first game? That game has been hyped so much. You had so much development time on it. Why the fuck was it not a fucking finished fucking article? Do you know what I mean? It's just like a joke. The whole video game industry right now is a fucking joke because they think they can bring out all this trash and say, it's all right, I you get a day one patch? Don't worry about it. No, I want to put my game in. I want to play a fucking finished article. I don't want to put a film in and say, oh, you've got 40 minutes left download it next week bullshit so um, i'm really fucked off with anthem and i'm fucked off with the game industry i just wish they would I'd butt their ideas up and stop trying to rush things out and just get it done and bring out a final product so when you do pay 50 pounds and when the ps5 comes out inevitably they go up to pay 60 quid i want the finished fucking product i don't want a half-hearted thing that Oh, here's a game. We left out all the stuff we wanted to do in it, but here's a game anyway. No thanks. Fuck yourself. Anthem is a massive prime example of what is wrong with the video game industry for me at the moment. I've wasted so much money on that game. Um, if I could bring out 2.0 and I say, you purchased this game on day one, here's a freebie, I might get involved. But unless that happens, I could not give a flying fuck.
2: <sighs> we didn't record that. Could you just go and do it all again?
0: <laughs> yes, I could. Right. So- <laughs> no. <laughs> No, I think you've got a you've got a very valid point there. I mean, it was it was what sixty pound at launch, yeah, and, absolutely ridiculous. and it was trash. And yeah. but there's a there's still bizarrely a core base there of people
3: they're that, that are willing to think I
0: pay fifty quid for this, so
3: I I'll stop playing it. And they're no, always yeah. flying around for the three seconds they can fly, and then go mm, it's fun. <laughs> oh.
0: You you raise a good point there. I mean, with the The possibility of them charging for it or it's just going to be a giant update sean where do you think it's going to land and what are you looking for in a rebuild of anthem
1: i'm one of these people that enjoyed the little bits of anthem that i played and i thought the moment to moment bits so like the flying the taking off the combat i thought most of it was was pretty solid i think it just wasn't enough variety to the game I think the game world itself, I think when we recorded a podcast about it way back when, like I, I'd said, I just, I just went and got lost and I didn't follow any mission more because I had a really good time with the game. And I think that's what they should have really focused on is like having a world where you can just go and get lost and have adventures instead of having go to this tomb and do this. Cause that's what I, that's what I switched off when it became a grind fest for no reason. Like, you need to do these three challenges to unlock these three tombs, go and kill these enemies that only show up in these specific areas. And there are three different corners of the map. So you're going to spend an hour doing fuck all. That's, that's what I switched off. And that's, I think that's, they tried to fill the game with stuff to do that was repetitive. And if they can get time to fix that, if they'd had time and, you know, as much as Paul's right, you know, the gaming industry really should try to deliver a product that, you know, is finished and isn't rushed if you if you read some of the postmortems about what happened with with anthem um some of them quite literally they really tried and they'd been through so many different iterations of the gameplay and you know some of the best things that came out of it were only towards the you know the tail end of development so like the whole flying aspect wasn't even in the game until late on which is one of the best things about it so if they'd had more time to build around the things that worked they probably could have made a good game, and I will be there for the you know day they one. They're not going to charge for a, a, This this will be the same as Final Fantasy 14, where you know it came out, it was trash, so they took it back and said we're sorry. Everybody that bought it can have a free version of the original game. And now Final Fantasy 14's you know described by a whole lot of people as the best Final Fantasy. So you know give it time. You know Bioware are a good studio. Sure, they've had a lot of really high-profile people leave over the last couple of years, but, you know, there's quite a lot of talent still left there and they can still recruit. They've moved offices recently, and, you know, EA aren't going to be shutting Bioware down anytime soon. So, you know, just given time, and, you know, when when 2.0 comes around for Anthem, then I'll be there day one, because, you know, they there was glimmers of an excellent game in Anthem. It just was buried under the, the fact that they needed to create a game in a very short amount of time. So that's where I'm at. Sean, do you do you think
3: there's any technical reason why the, I know you said the flying was sort of wasn't in the original concept, but the reason why the flying only limited to like what three or four seconds? Do you, was there a technical reason for that? Or was it no. just like a really shit decision?
1: No, it, it, the whole point was like, okay, you've got this flying and you can, you know, they didn't want you to basically have an Iron Man simulator they wanted it to be because the thing is a lot of the other stuff in the game so like the combat and stuff if you could just fly up in the air and then just fire down stuff on people and they couldn't fly you'd be like basically you'd be so overpowered that it was like not worth having the enemies in the game at all so it was like they started to limit it as far as i'm aware that you know you have to keep your your jetpack cool you have to fly through waterfalls if you want to go further and it was a way to keep you you know, from basically breaking the game because you were allowed now to fly because quite a lot of the game is obviously in in quite a lot of development had been done on the game before the flying was introduced. So it was it was a bit of a late game addition, but, it, you know, changed things for the better, because before, can you imagine walking around that map? Oh, yeah, I know. Jesus, you'd, you'd be you'd be bored shitless after five minutes. So it's, a, you know, one of those things that, you know, if they combine the fact that you can fly and give you a reason to stay in the air or basically a reason to stay on the ground and have these fights, then it'd be great. But like I say, it's just, it was a co- combination of things. So if, if you read the post-mortem about why the flying, Bioware kept taking these demos to EA and EA kept saying, we're not happy with this. We're not happy with this. We're not happy with this. And then they randomly put the flying into one of these these demos and they were going to take it out because they were like, it's complete crap. It breaks the game. And then EA were like, this is exactly what we wanted. And all they'd done is put flying in the demo, the exact same demo from the <laughs> last time EA had seen it. And they was like, make more of this. So, you know, it's it was difficult for them. You know, they, EA are, are a hard taskmaster master sometimes. And what I heard was that there was, there was a lot of crunch at um, Bioware at the time because of, you know, mass effect Andromeda, and it was it was a product of a lot of burnout too. So, you know, just just give them time. You know, I completely understand your complete ire, Paul. You know, when you spend fifty pounds on something, you expect it to be worth fifty pounds, but this didn't work. And when it did, it wasn't that good. So,
3: I mean, like, like I said, I think me and you played a couple of games, um, yeah, yeah. and I, and it was it was okay. I enjoyed it. It's just it's just the kind of the fact. Um, you know, okay, so the flying, I hate the fact that it overheated, but it makes sense why they put it in. It's just the fact that, you know, you couldn't play the game, you couldn't get online, and I know there's, and this was like from day one, and then I, I, I literally just threw the disc out of the PlayStation and never turned it on for another like a month or two, and the same issues happened a month later, and then the same issues like four months later. And it's just unacceptable. Do you know what I mean? i just like I know you know people are under the under under the like the, the hammer a little bit, but you know you could maybe not necessarily blame Bioware, but blame EA for fucking being too greedy. Do you know what I'm saying? It's just like fucking give these people time to make the game finished, and then you know happy days. But I don't know. Oh, it's just it winds me up.
1: Yeah, I mean, as much as as much as people blame the publishers, and you know the publishers have got so much, to, they they have. They have stakeholders, they have shareholders that they've got to keep happy. And, you know, when when it came out, you know, there were people that were happy with the states that Anthem was in. And, you know, if you think about uh, the ingredients of a lot of these online service games, it has them all. It has the world events. It has the overarching story. It has grind. It has collectibles. It has boxes that you open to get cosmetic crap. It has all of the contents of a service game. It just didn't work. And I, th- I think uh, the thing that d- disappoints
3: me the most is, I mean, I mean, Anthem is just the sort of game I'd enjoy. I mean, I like the design of it, the suits. Um, it had that EA kind of was it frostbite engine, I think, at work on the characters and whatnot. And it all just looked really great. And it's something I could really invest my time in. But because it didn't work, you know, I'm just absolutely fucked with it now and I absolutely do not care about any version 2.0 simply because I was so disappointed by how it is and I'm gutted by that because I really wanted to enjoy it, I really did and the thought of me and us guys all flying around as a kind of squad and that it was, it was great, great thoughts but you know, I think I've just been,
2: just been burned and One, you know, unless they give me a freebie show, um, um, so what's that? Once bitten twice I of it
3: yeah 100% um, but you know, if they give it to me as a freebie if you register like, uh, you copy your bought. Uh, and then say so you get this download and then fine but you know if it's something you have to pay for then that is absolute jokes
0: do you think um yeah i'll wrap this up now uh but do you think the response to mass effect andromeda may have forced the development of anthem shorter than it needed to in order to get bioware you know back on form? yeah yeah and... i think it did i think it honestly did i think because andromeda
2: was a big pile of shite the onus was on Obviously, like Bioware to go ah quick. People are losing faith. Let's let's throw this as a as a band aid on a on a big gaping wound that Andromeda caused. But it wasn't big enough, and it fell into the wound basically, and then it got infected. But yeah, it just I, I think you you've nailed it with that. They they rushed it because I, I really liked the look of Anthem when it was announced, and I thought that the tech demo they showed, whether it was in game engine or you know cutscene or not, I thought it looked really good as a concept. And then I got obviously access to the. Alpha, and it, it was it was janky. Like there was no animation between jumping and flying, so when you switch between the two, you just there you go, horizontal, vertical. There was no transitional animations yet, but I really enjoyed the concept and behind it, and it it played like a like a sort of tighter Lost Planet with flying. And yeah, I think it needed more time in the oven. I think you've, I think yours is a fair question there. Like, yeah, I think the the death of Andromeda spurred this to come out, and it just was two misfires really.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? It's interesting that EA were like, "Well, you got to get this out there." You know, the reaction to Andromeda has been poor. We need something to get you back on top, and because of that, it, it suffered.
2: So, do you, do you think with this whole like Drive Club revival? You know, we we we've seen games that have gone through the ringer and come out stronger for it. Drive Club, No Man's Sky, Siege, Street Fighter Five, that kind of thing. Do you think that it might be worth picking up a copy now in case they do? As a free download, or do you think they'll re release it as a standalone 30 quid new game?
0: I mean, it's interesting. I think I don't think EA are going to let this thing out because the way I look at it is like No Man's Sky Next, you know what they're on, was... no,
2: they're on something else now, aren't they? They're on next, beyond, yeah, and now they're on Sky. something else. So, Surv- mm. survival, no, synthesis.
0: I'm not sure Beyond now was pre- the VR, up, crap, wasn't
2: it? Yeah, since since synthesis, because there's now like. Shitloads of crafting stuff in there more so than there was and i think there's a big focus on that again now
0: yeah i think it would be insane for ea to let this thing out not free but it's ea <laughs> yeah you, know, you, you just don't know and if they market this as a brand new game rather than a retread of an old game you know was a realm reborn wasn't was that chargeable or wasn't was it i think you uh, have
2: said that i think it was free to anyone that purchased 14
0: right okay i think Okay, so that might be a thing. That level, like, yeah, if you've got Anthem, yeah, here's the giant update. If you haven't got it, then here's a, a standalone version of it, which is, you know, not the Anthem you knew, but the brand new Anthem. Yeah. It might be both, the same, like, like, same
2: like, like, like Drive Club, the basics of that was released on PS
0: Plus, wasn't it? Yeah, so I reckon it's probably, you can get Anthem for so cheap now.
2: That's what I mean. Like, do you think it's worth yeah, picking it's up? True. And then if, you, if it's shit, then you've, you've only spunked a tenor on it if, if it's not a free update.
3: Well, yeah. you know what? If if you can get online, you know, and it and it is super cheap to pick up, it's definitely worth picking up. But the problem I had, especially, was just I couldn't get a game. Every time we loaded it up, it says can't connect to server. Check your internet. I go I check my fucking internet. It's your fault, not mine. You check your fucking internet. You know what I mean? It's just it's just, it's just fucking bullshit. And that happened every time I played it from from day one till like I oh know what six months later, the same fucking error kept coming up. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I mean. But I mean, if it's there for five or seven pound or whatever, it's definitely worth picking up because it ain't terrible. It's just you can't get a game. Well, it's terrible, but you can't get a game either. So you know, it's,
0: it's um, it's also an EA access if you have EA access. Um, if you want to give it a download for three ninety nine a month, it's on yeah the Xbox One and the PS Four EA access. Uh, right, let's crack on. It's currently six pound in CEX. Mm. So up awesome. to you. <laughs> do you
2: want me to go? Do you want me to go and pick you up, one Ross? Because you're not allowed in CEXs anymore. that's a story for another time That's a true story
0: that let's not go into Right now (laughs) Public Uh, indecency I think was the word wasn't it Public indecency (laughs) (laughs) No I'm I'm making that bit up I already have a copy of Anthem Greg thank you Okay, I appreciate the offer nonetheless (laughs) Uh, Right then let's move on to the PlayStation 5 which appears to be A little bit of bother with it's price Uh, Reading from Eurogamer Mr. Tom Phillips um, High prices for PS5 parts have pushed Sony's manufacturing costs for the console. A new Bloomberg report has claimed each PS5 costs around £345 to make, around about $450, which will affect the price it's then sold at to consumers. Sony have obviously just declined to comment on this, but it looks like it's going to come out at a little bit of a premium unless they can get these manufacturing costs down. So, Mr. Greg, I'll bring you back into this one. Where do you What do you think about this? Do you think Sony are being very cagey with the price at the moment? Obviously, they uh, haven't even revealed the console yet, but yeah. how how much would you be... What is the absolute maximum for a, for a new console? Do you think... I, well, yeah, I mean, because PS3 launch, let's say, what, 599, wasn't it? Oh, uh, yeah, that
2: that went down well, didn't it?
0: Yeah, it went down very quickly, but... <laughs> <laughs> hey, that was their um, initial price point, and I think... Yeah. Would they have the kind of stones to do that again, or will they have to?
2: I think it's unfair to expect people to foot the bill if development costs go up uh, manufacturing cost Go. i think that is total bullshit to be honest i think asking i know i know obviously like inflation's gone up since the days of ps1 prices and n64 prices to what they are now but i don't think we should foot the bill if they are having trouble with manufacturing costs i think that's bollocks so i think if you're looking at 450 dollars a unit and then charging people an extra hundred dollars on top of that that is not fair to everyone to make them pay extra because I mean, the, obviously, the, the problem then will be the supply or the the manufacturer going, you know, charging such high prices. Is there not an alternative that Sony can go for? I think f- for them to settle and go, oh well, that's all right because people will buy them because it's next generation. I think that's asking a lot. Um, I mean, what what would we say the average price would be? Four hundred. I mean, what what were PS4s when they came out of here? Three fifty, weren't they?
0: Three fifty over here, yeah. Yeah, nine think... in, in the in the states.
2: Yeah. So if we're going if we're going by pounds, I think I I don't think you should add more price on because it's the next numbered console either. I think around that price point, sort of four hundred quid, should be the maximum really. But then of course everyone's going to have that cynicism that there'll be better versions down the line. You know, there's like a Slim and a Pro and all that kind of stuff. So people are going to be like the the difference between the PS2 and the PS2 Slim was a good sort of three or four years, wasn't it? More or less.
0: Yeah, twenty six, late 2016, early 2017 was the Pro, I think. Yeah, yeah. The Slim and the Pro came out at the same time. No, right? no, 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 P- PS2. Oh, the big, right. The big old oh, chunk no. of
2: PS2 to the Slim. There was quite a massive gap in that. I don't know the exact years, but it wasn't like six months later. It was a Slim one coming out. But with a lot of consoles now, we see that there's going to be the first one and then another one soon after. So are people going to want to fork out 400 quid if they know, hm, mm, I'll wait and see if the initial problems sort of iron themselves out or they release another one? It's... Yeah. I mean, if you ask me to put a price in it, then I don't really know. I mean, I'm not going to get one at launch because I'm not a billionaire, and our Patreon needs more people. (laughs) Please subscribe so we can all buy flash new consoles. I, I think, for depending on, it's all down to storage size as well. Like, again, it's the it's the base model versus the upgraded one. Like, I had my PS4 at launch was 350 for a 500 gig one, and now I've got a one terabyte uh, Pro which I bought for 100 quid less. So yeah, it was. Obviously, that's diminishing returns and prices going down over time. But yeah, I think it's asking a lot if, if you expect people to front the cost for it for what is essentially a test model for them to go, oh, don't worry, there's a bigger one coming down the line, or there's a better one, or a slimmer one, or, you know, a mm. one with a tease made in it.
0: Wow, that'd be cool. Yeah.
2: Well, I don't know. Probably overheat, over wouldn't it? Tease made. <laughs> yeah. You're not the only one with old throwbacks.
0: Hey, you're just old, John. <laughs> what do you think about this? I was I was just reading the PlayStation 4's manufacturing cost was around about three hundred eighty-one dollars, which was then sold at three nine nine. So, is is this getting maybe exploded a little bit for no reason, or should we should we be concerned as consumers?
1: We sh- we shouldn't be concerned as consumers. But one of the things that is getting a little bit lost in this is that four hundred and fifty dollars is the manufacturing cost, purely for the console to be made. That doesn't include shipping, boxing, anything like that. It doesn't include anything that Sony are going to put on for advertising, etc. And so the price per console at launch is going to be higher than... The cost to Sony will be more than $450. It's more likely to be $500. Now, every console that that I can remember has been sold at a loss at launch. No console has ever sold above what the um, manufacturing cost is at launch. They've always taken a loss. The, the idea is that you basically sell a, co- a console and you know, the games then recoup any losses that you make at the console level. And that's you know been that's never been truer than the previous generation. Unfortunately, Microsoft are kind of fucking that up for everybody with their putting games everywhere going to put it on a mobile, going to put it on a PlayStation, going to put it on a PC, going to put it on a calculator and a printer, and your Tamagotchi, you know, they, Microsoft don't care anymore. They're just going to sell games. And that's, that's fucking up the console cycle for everybody. So this is where Sony are kind of having to hold fire. This is why we haven't heard of a price. Because the probability is the Xbox Series X costs just as much, if not more, to make. But Microsoft at the minute are like doing insane things. They're not making the same money in in the same way that people previously have in the console generation. And it's, it's messing everybody's strategy up. So it's likely the price will be around £450 for the new PlayStation 5. That's my estimate. And... I say that because I expect Sony to take a loss on it, but not a massive loss. And I expect Sony to try and price around about what the Xbox Series X is going to be, if not a bit cheaper. So I expect the Xbox Series X to come out just under $500, 500 pounds. And that's because Microsoft don't need to sell you the console to get you into their ecosystem anymore. They can press higher, but they can sell a better product. And you know they're going to have the more powerful console. And it's important to remember that the reason why this console is costing so much to make is because of the RAM. So the super-fast RAM that they want in these consoles are currently like gold dust, and that's because everybody's just announced their next-generation phones. So Samsung and Apple, they've all got phones that are going to need to put into production for vast numbers very soon, and all of them have this type of RAM that are also in the consoles. So once those, once those once that phone cycle goes out, you know, once once the massive volume has been created, the, the cost of the RAM will drop again, and that'll be hitting both Microsoft and Sony. So, you know, the fact that we just know that it's going to cost four hundred and fifty dollars to manufacture a PlayStation Five, you know, it's it's probably the exact same for the the. It's probably another scary number for the Xbox Series X, but they, they won't they won't charge that to the customer. You know, Sony are going down the whole traditional console path. We won't pay $500 for this console. We'll pay less than, and they will take the hit until prices come down. And Greg was right. They're probably going to release a second version, a new SKU, within you know, a couple of years because that's the way these console cycles go now. We're going to have 15 different versions of the PlayStation 5, all cheaper than the last to make and slightly better in hardware versions. So, you know, we'll see. But, yeah, I shouldn't worry about the manufacturing price too much because Sony aren't stupid. They are going to try and do another PlayStation 3 so yeah
0: yeah the ps3 that was an interesting uh move wasn't it it was that's what, and that's what made the 360 such a success initially in the last generation
1: yeah and the fact that they launched with it, it was so hard to develop for as well i it? which is like
0: mm.
1: it was really easy for the xbox 360 to go look we've got all the best game the exclusives and all your multi-platform games run better because it was it was a the playstation 3 had that weird architecture was wanted it? The, the tri-cell thingamajigger that just made it really hard it made it more powerful than the Xbox 360, but harder to develop for. So, you know, they they, they, they tried to do something special and ended up shooting mm. themselves in the foot. But we'll we shall see. see. We shall see.
0: Paul, have you got anything to add?
1: Well, yeah, when you think
0: about
3: it, consoles have never been cheaper. If you think about it in real terms, I mean, I remember fucking out 400 quid from the PlayStation 2, the similar price for the PS1, and then, you know, the PS4 was, like 350? So, it's a strange thing, because and, and back in the day, all console manufacturers used to take a hit on the production of the console, and then made it up on revenue from the games. Now I don't know if that's still a thing or not, but to be fair, I'd I'd pay whatever for PS5 because I'm that kind of tech junkie. Um, people don't have a problem paying a thousand pound for a new phone, so I don't know, five hundred quid for a console is nothing really, is it in, in the scheme of things? We're quite. Uh, society of humans that seem to not care about the cost of gadgets, but repairing a washing machine is something we don't want to do. So, uh, <laughs>
0: it's a wonderful it, point.
3: It, it's it's a strange one, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I hardly expected the PS5 to be the four fifty five hundred pound mark anyway. Um, but then in real terms, that's actually cheaper than PlayStation One if you put in inflation. Count that into it. You know, I think there's a, there's a really fascinating article, and I think it's CBG, long, long time ago. They worked out how much consoles would cost today, given the inflation. It worked out the Atari 2600 cost about 800 pounds in today's money. So when you think about it like that, 500 pounds for a PS5, ain't so bad.
0: Yep. That's fair. Yeah. Fair point. Well made. I mean, it's, it's all about that launch as well. I remember buying the PS4 and I didn't buy any games with it. I bought it because I couldn't afford anything else. You know, <laughs> I, I, you got to look at the PS5 and then maybe a game or two, an extra controller if you're at a you know a household with more than one person. You know it all does add up. I remember buying the PS4. I bought the camera I think because I wanted to check out the playroom, and that was it. I just I lived on the PS Plus games. What, the, what the hell? Resogun and uh, oh, yeah, good you know, and, in and, and contrast, yeah, thank you. Um, I lived on those for about three or four weeks. Oh, <laughs> I didn't yeah. play anything else. You know, it, was, moment, it was quite you know,
3: funny, I remember it as well my mate bought an Xbox One when it came out and he was playing Battlefield, I think, at a launch game I think it was, um, and he goes, look at this I said, oh yeah, it's great, I said, come on, mine. look at this I played Resident Gun, he goes, what do you mean? I said, well, it looks great, and it was one of the best games still play today So
0: All I'm saying is that if, if PS5 is, there's a rumour going on that it's fully backwards compatible with everything the PlayStation have ever put out Well, in um, that case if, if that's the case, I mean, it's, it's, it's a ridiculous day one, I don't care how much it is Exactly, exactly. That. Yeah. I mean, I've got 700 games on my PS4 Pro that I, w- <laughs> I would like to carry over.
3: You know? Yeah, of course. It, so, it makes make perfect sense. Especially which, if, if um, Microsoft's doing this whole xCloud thing, and Sony are not really going that route, then you know, backwards compatibility is just the way.
0: I think it'll definitely be involved. How vast it is, we'll find out, but yeah. There'll definitely be something. I think Xbox has proved that there's a massive audience for backwards compatibility still. 100%. So. We shall see. Uh, Right then. Sean's Indie Corner. Oh, wait, we have a jingle now, don't we? All right, let me put the jingle in.
1: Once again, I have been scouring the internet for some indie games. And again, I kind of found this in because (laughs) this week they kind of just came to me. I didn't really have to look for them this week. And it's a good job because I've been a bit busy. But so the first one is Layer of the Clockwork God, which I think we've talked about before.
0: Yes, we have. I love the look of this thing.
1: Yes, it's from Size 5 Games. They made Behold the Kickman, which is that funny football game made by somebody who doesn't understand football, Gun monkeys, Ben There, Done That, Time Gentlemen, Please, and The Swindle, which I think all of us have probably played. Yes? Yes, Um, I've played
0: played, uh, Time Gentlemen, Please.
1: This Layer of the Clockwork God is a blend of point-and-click adventures and indie darling platformer, quotation marks. It's basically a combination of two genres, and it looks very, very fun. Got brilliant art style, and the guys that are making it have a very, very good sense of humour. If you played any of their other games, you can attest to that. So give this a look. It comes out on PC on the 21st of February, so this week. So get that on your wish list on Steam, and then go and buy it on the 21st. Okay, second game, House Flipper. Now, this came out in 2018, and it came out on pc and it kind of exploded because it kind of became a bit of a youtube and twitch sensation and basically it's a game about going into crappy houses fixing them up and selling them on and it sounds completely duff but it's got that whole pc gaming building simulator kind of charm to it and if you like these home renovation programs this is exactly what you do you go in and you fix walls and doors and windowsills and windows and stairs and You know, you basically renovate a house and then sell it on. And it's been out since 2018. It won the best Polish indie game of 2018 award. High plaudits indeed. But the good news is it's coming to PS4 and Xbox One on the 25th of February. So it's coming to the PS4 on the 25th of February and the Xbox One on the 26th of February. So I'm genuinely excited about this. Yeah, I know. I know, right? Like, genuinely excited about playing Home Flipper because... It's one of those games that I just thought I'd never play. But here we are. And the last game is called The Suicide of Rachel Foster. Now, I'm kind of cheating because this one's actually published by Data Leak International. But this game was developed as an indie game before signing up to a publisher. So I'm going to mention it anyway. It's basically Gone Home meets The Shining. And if that doesn't sell you on it, then I don't know what is. But it's it's basically about this girl who basically goes back to her father's hotel which you know she she grew up in and he's subsequently died and she's going there to maintain the place and she finds all the weird secrets that are contained within. It looks spooky and thrillery and it looks like a whole lot of fun. It's kinda like a first person spook up and if you like the sound of that, it's coming to PC on the 21st of February and it will be coming to consoles a bit later on. And that's from 101 oh, awesome. Games. So yeah, those are my picks for this week. I know there are a load of good indie games coming out soon um, and we'll probably hear some in the Out This Week section of this podcast. Can we talk about Cloudpunk? We can talk about Oh, uh, yeah, Cloudcomp, as I just Cloudcomp. called it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a little write-up about Cloudpunk on the website right now. It's a neon-infused narrative-driven game set in the future uh, where you play a delivery person. But there's no vehicles or weapons or anything. You just go around and you chat to the people in the city and you build up an idea of what's going on. There's, a kind, of a, there's a very, kind of a very seedy undercurrent in the city and you have to discover what's going on whilst also working your first day as a courier. And the best way to describe it is just watch trailers and the GIFs because it looks beautiful. Absolutely. And I can't wait to play it. it.
1: It reminds me, do you know all of those scene setting uh, like frames from Blade Runner where like somebody steps onto the camera and the camera pans and you just see city and stuff. This this game just reminds me of all of those rolled into one. Like, you know, the the holograms and the neon signs on every single thing. It looks fantastic. It's now
0: it later this year on consoles and PC. And Paul Collier himself in a tweet says, this looks so damn good, day one. That's Paul Collett, ladies and gentlemen. Absolutely. Yeah, man.
1: It just looks that as well,
0: doesn't it? Two weeks in a row, we can go, if that, is, if that doesn't sell you on the game, I don't know what will.
3: I'm getting like a bad representative aren't I?
0: There you go. Paul's going to spend the rest of the year playing Punk and Wavy the Rocket. Sounds like that to me. Yeah. Two game of year contenders. What a year. What a year. Uh, right then, let's move on to the
1: quiz answers. Mr. Okay. Sean Davis. Okay, let's do this. Are you guys ready for this? Oh, no. I guess. Okay, uh, question one. Which actor reprised his role as Joker from the Batman Arkham Asylum, as- Arkham yeah. City, and Arkham Knight video games? Paul, soon as though you give it away anyway.
3: Is <laughs> it Mark Hamill?
1: It is Mark Hamill. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Uh, question two. question two which actor lent both his voice and his likeness to the playstation one game apocalypse uh roscoe bruce willis bruce willis is correct Mm. Uh, question three which long running sports game has previously included a cameo by president of the united states barack obama uh greg
2: was it nba jam it wasn't nba jam oh no because yeah because that was caricatures that's why i asked yeah, go on. Put me out
1: of Bras- my misery. Roscoe, what have you got? Uh, I think it was the NBA 2K series. Nope. Paul? <laughs> was it Madden? It was Madden. Oh, what? Yeah. yeah. In Madden, in 2011, if you won the Super Bowl, uh, you get to go to the, the White House. You get to meet Barack Obama yeah. himself, his entire scam. Do
3: you know what? I shouldn't say this, but I got the answer right anyway. But our thought is when uh, didn't he pay for some advertising during.
1: Uh- that was in Burnout Paradise. Yeah. Was that all that it was, a, was, a, that was all the no,
3: billboards. It's it a, it a bunch of games. It wasn't just Burnout Paradise. I think it's a bunch of games. One of them was Madden. I swear,
2: that might be. Might have been. Yeah, but well, yeah. I'll honest, anyway. So, who cares? It's, it's EA, <laughs> isn't it? So yeah, it could
1: have been. Oh, uh, well done. <laughs> okay, question for David Bowie: st- starred in a single video game, <laughs> <laughs> offering up both his voice and his likeness to this Dreamcast and PC game. What game is it, Paul? Is it Nomad Soul? Yeah, uh, yeah, it is. It's called Omicron the Nomad Soul. Yeah. Oh, uh, I've,
2: I've just put Nomad Soul.
1: Yeah, that's fine. You don't need to. Like, Omicron was kind of only on the cover, and, and it was. But, yeah. If you put Omicron or the Nomad Soul, I will take the answer. Right. uh Question five If you collected 30 dog bones hidden around the map of True Crime Streets of LA, you unlocked the ability to play as which musician in the game? Roscoe? Snoop
3: Doggy Dog.
1: Uh, that, that is incorrect. The, the answer is actually Snoop Lion. I am sorry. Oh, fuck. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Oh, I bet you <laughs> to get some bricks through your window and I'm <laughs> <out of> your... <laughs> okay, it's Snoop Dogg, well done.
0: Unbelievable.
1: <laughs> Question six. Which actor has lent his voice to both the character in a Lord of the Rings video game and starred as the voice of Spyro the Dragon? Greg? Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood is correct? Question seven: Which thespian played the role of Emperor Uriel Septim in the Elder Scrolls IV: Oblivion, which won him a Best Performance Award at the 2006 Spike Video Game Awards? Paul,
3: oh, I don't know. Ian McKellen.
1: You're so close. Oh, mate, so he's like close. His Best mate. I can't believe you just <laughs> got oh, there. Oh God, Roscoe, I have no idea. What, Greg? It's Patrick Stewart. It is Patrick Stewart. Oh,
0: motherfucks. Yeah, but I had no idea during the quiz when you're supposed to put the answer down. As soon as he said Ian McKellen, you went, oh, it's his best mate. I knew it was Patrick Stewart. But I ain't taking uh, that at least, point. At least,
2: <laughs> at least you're honest. Fair play. Thank you. Thank I, you. Just,
0: I thought you would have known that. I didn't it's not, know. Like, it's not I like you had to
2: Google it, like the Parasite Eve question.
1: <laughs> <laughs> US game development studio, Tygo Studios, to work on games specifically with his likeness. Roscoe? Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel is correct. Um, Escape from Butcher Bay, Wheelman... Attack on yeah. Dog, Athena, Wheelman. They, they're, still trying to, they're still trying to turn that into a film, you know, despite yeah. the fact that he's in Fast and the Furious. What? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, anyway, question nine. Who is set to play Johnny Silverhand in the upcoming game? Johnny Silverhand. <laughs> Who's going to play Johnny Medallion in school <laughs> play? <laughs> play? Uh, in school play? What do you mean? <laughs> whatever you said, I can't it was remember. It a college so. project, thank you very much. Yeah, okay, whatever. To Back in your bits. day, you
2: know? <laughs> yeah. Time, okay. Times times dark in the Blitz, you know. And it's
1: a. The Paul. Blitz, what you mean Paul, who's breathtaking, mate. Kieran Reeves. is breathtaking. And question ten: Kiefer Sutherland has lent his vocal acting talent to five video games. Roscoe, give me one. Metal Gear Solid fire the Phantom Pain. Very good, Paul. Call of Duty, World of War. Yes. Very good, Greg. Give me another. Metal Gear Solid,
0: Ground Zeroes. Very good. Oh, come on. That doesn't count. It's two separate games. Two separate games. It's a fucking demo.
1: It's two separate games.
0: <laughs>
1: Roscoe, have you got another? 24, the game. <laughs> Very good, yeah. Yep. <laughs> and we've got one more. <laughs> uh, Paul,
3: what have you got? Um, uh, this one's a punt. I remember, I remember something random happening when it came out. Is it Street Fighter X Tekken?
1: No, it's not. What do you mean? <laughs> No, it's not. Greg, um, have you got the other last game he's in? This is going to be a punt, but keeping
2: with the it's a game, it's a demo thing. Did he do another Call of Duty? Another World at War expansion he, pack?
1: He did do another Call of Duty. I don't pack. know what it's
2: called. I'm just guessing because we're getting semantics over the two.
1: Okay, it no, was Call no, of Duty. No, come on, come on, come on. It's no, I'm, not, Call I'm,
2: obviously, of Duty. I'm obviously not going to take the answer because it's, I'm, I don't know what it's called.
1: It was called Call of Duty Black Ops 4.
2: Oh, was he? Oh, okay. So okay. I would have got that wrong anyway, because it wasn't this match back to World of War.
3: Mr. Sean Davies, I've just put Google in, all right? Sutherland is <laughs> no stranger to video game voice acting having appeared in Call of Duty, World of War 24, The Game, and bizarrely, Street Fighter X Tekken. What? How yeah. did
2: you get that on a punt, then? Well,
3: because I, I remember when Street Fighter X Tekken came out, as a big deal, because of the cross-franchise uh, thing, and I read a lot about it in... Um,
2: I play a shitload of Street Fighter, and even I didn't know that. I think you... T- no, no, but
3: this is, this is a random bit of news you get up from CVG. Keith Sutherland, Street Fighter,
2: the
1: that. I'm going to Google this too, because I have never heard of this, and it's not on his acting Maybe credits. it was
2: that bad, he wants to avoid it, who knows. Neo Win, Recreation Authority, Gamers hideout. That's the only thing that's coming up. the only uh, thing that's the first... Well, I just keep scrolling down.
3: Well, this, is, this is according to... You're a gamer, by the way.
2: See, Sutherland has worked in games including Call of Duty and Street Fighter X Tekken. It doesn't say what, though.
3: Well, it doesn't matter. Street
2: Vikes Tekken, right? Well, there's no, there's no proof then, is there? <laughs> well, it says it on Google. That's all the proof you need, mate. Is it? Oh, right. Okay. Oh, well, it's on no...
3: Eurogamer. It's on Eurogamer.
1: Hang on a minute. No, no.
0: Is it on his IMDb? No. I don't
1: know. I have never in my life heard of him being in. We can do this. I've got ad blocker now, blocking me from every site. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, I'm gonna IMDb this. Go away, Robert Patterson, in your beautiful Batman suit. Street Fighter X, Tekken, Keith
1: Sutherland.
2: Oh, people are saying that the one who plays Lars in Street Fighter Tekken is Jack Calabresi, but people seem to think it's Keita Sutherland.
1: Okay, so it's not then? No, it's not. Okay. Okay. No,
2: There's no conclusive proof that Keith Sutherland was in there. Yeah, okay. So, also no. I keep Paul saying that not. Jack Calabresi is Nash in Street Fighter V. I'm going to wait for the credits since I also persistently heard people say that Lars's VA was Keita Sutherland. No. Nope.
1: It's not in his acting credits. It's not on IMDb. It's not on his Moby credits. And I'm not going to give you a Street Fighter X Tekken. I'm sorry.
3: No, you don't do my head in. You're just a bunch of fucking cheaters.
2: You tried to cheat? <laughs>
3: Absolutely not. Anyway, carry on.
2: Should we do some uh, some scores then? Yeah. I'm scared that Daddy's going to shout at me now.
1: Okay, let's do some scores.
3: <laughs> let's start with Paul. I don't know. I'm not him up yet. I'm too furious. Hold on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love it.
3: Uh, oh, I don't know. Go thumbnails first.
1: Okay, Roscoe. Uh, right.
0: One, two, three, four. Uh, including all the subtle ones, I got nine. Well done. Damn. Nice.
1: Greg, how are you Twelve. doing? 12. 12. I Paul's going
3: to go 13. Paul. No, i will got to say 12 as well because uh, I've got the tech one, so fuck are you?
2: What, though? No, you fucking didn't. Okay. okay
3: fuck you. <laughs> you didn't get the second one, did you? No, I'm going to put it down as a point because it's on the internet. Thank you very much.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah, but you didn't use the internet, though, did you, Paul? No, but I've just... No, no. To- so you're going to get 11 then, aren't you, Paul? <laughs>
2: you can't just make up something you saw online and go, hey, yeah, look, I'm definitely.
1: You've got the fucking link after then. screw you all. So send me the link then when it says, if you can send me the link, I will retroactively do, on the next podcast, a tiebreaker between you and Greg. <laughs> I will I will retroactively re- withdraw Greg's win from this week, which he will take with pride right now, and we will, we will have a he had bags at dawn at the beginning of the next podcast. But right now, <laughs> you're taking the L, okay? <laughs> I understand your frustration because some nerd on the internet once wrote that Kiefer Sutherland was in Street Vita X But right now, hold on, hold on, he's we not.
3: Can, we could do it right now. I'll, I'll paste the whole entire link into the chat.
2: Yeah, got him. <sighs> indulge us, everyone. Euro game, blah, blah, blah.
3: Scroll down to, I don't know, near, near the end. Sutherland is no stranger to video game voice acting.
2: And bizarrely, yeah, but there is no evidence of it.
3: There's no evidence of any of these people being in any of the bloody games.
2: You know what I mean? There a, they're called That's credits. Crazy. It's not an IMBD. It doesn't mean to say it's not true. Fucking hell. You are a salty loser. There is no evidence that he's been in this game. It just says bizarrely Street Fighter X Tekken. And I've, like, we've all looked at the relevant sources. IMDb, you can't. Like the only relevant thought,
3: really is what I'm just telling you now is the answer. Yeah, all right. So, does it uh, say
2: who he's voicing? No. So what does it say he's doing in it? Nothing. So
1: probably messed up But who cares? He's on it, right? That's what matters. Okay, I am going to pull up the full list of everybody that was a voice actor in <laughs> Street Fighter X Tekken. Oh Christ! Oh, we got that That's, do it that's so, where we're I'll, at. Take, I'll take the loss, Sean. It's fine. No, 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 it's fine. It's fine. Just give me it one minute because I've got the full list of right in front of me. God, you can tell Um, married. No, 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 it's fine. (laughs) Look, I I cannot have an an argument unsettled because it will come back and bite me in 12 months' time. Trust me, this is how you do this. Right, let me find Kiefer. Oh, zero zero results found on that search. Hang man, let me try Sutherland, just in case. No, no results found. That's funny, that. So no, Kiefer Sutherland was not in Street Fighter X Tekken. Some idiot put it in a, a Eurogamer story. Let's find out which idiot it is, because it caused me to get irate now. So I'm going to send them some abuse. <laughs> Jeff oh, wow. Jeffrey Matulov, contributor to Eurogamer. <laughs> <laughs> you idiot! He oh. wasn't. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's me. So how many of those uh, did you get
3: on question ten, in uh, Greg? Four. Four.
2: Yeah, because the Metal Gears were two. Uh... 24 the game and Call of Duty World War yeah,
1: that's cool <laughs> uh, don't alright uh, if you're listening to this folks don't worry too much because I'm going to be installing an app for everybody to put their answers into as we are doing ooh,
2: the quiz oh wait I found it no it's a Keith Silverstein <laughs> <sighs> uh,
1: and so Craig takes the win in a very controversial way this is like Liverpool winning the championship this year
3: is that rugby oh, don't bring the bloody team into it at all man <laughs>
1: Uh That's it for this week, I guess. <laughs> 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 it wouldn't it be a st- quiz if one of us
2: didn't pipe up, do you know what I mean? Go, keep the ball rolling. Yeah, uh, pipe I, it up. Pipe it up with a contentious answer is one thing. Pipe it up with oh, total bullshit. is something else.
1: Oh, talking bullshit. So it's fine, man. It's fine. Thanks for the quiz this week, guys. This was fun. I'm so glad that I phoned this quiz in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you very much, Sean. Oh,
1: thanks. No quiz next week. <laughs> <laughs> and go you go. <laughs> uh, there will be a quiz. Oh, damn it. And there'll be worse. <laughs> Don't you worry.
0: Right then, let's finish off with Out This Week. And February the 18th, we'll see the double pack of Bayonetta and Vanquish coming to PS4, Xbox One. Which I know Paul was very excited about. Or is he just in the mood now? Is he just in the soak. Okay. Okay, well, that's exciting anyway. Vanquish is awesome. Bayonetta as well. Well, right, I'm
3: somewhere. eating. I'm not eating. Sorry,
0: that's oh, right. Bayonetta and Vanquish are coming out this week. Oh, nice. Yeah, But uh, by Keeper Sutherland as well. Keeper Sutherland is the voice of Bayonetta that we can yeah. confirm. DCL, the game that drone racer is coming out on the 18th as well. And so is Kingdom Hearts HD 2.8 final chapter on Xbox One. Joy, enjoy, Xbox owners. You finally get Kingdom Hearts 2.8 final chapter. Woo! Hunt Showdown is coming out on PS4 on the 18th. February 19th, as uh, Sean said, The Suicide of Rachel Foster is out on PC. Body Parking is out on Xbox One on February 19th. Uh, Lost Artifacts as well on the 19th on the 20th. Devil May Cry 3 Special Edition is coming to Switch, which is very exciting for those people on the Switch. Katana Kami, a of the Samurais, coming to PS4 Switch on February 20th. And the best game of all time, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 is coming to Nintendo Switch. On February 20th. I'm very excited. Am I going to buy it again? Yeah, damn right I'm going to buy it again. Of How many times I have you ever. bought that game now? <laughs> um, r- I've, bought it. I've bought it for every console I've ever owned.
1: Right, okay.
0: So, lots.
1: Tinker has stayed in business because of you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> More or less. It's a shame it's not the Christian Whitehead version that's out on mobile. But uh, never mind. Hopefully it'll be better than the one that was packed up with that Mega Drive collection that was out this year or last year. Mm. That would be nice. Because that was a bit cack. Uh, Draugen is out on 21st of February On the PS4, Xbox One you heard us talk about this a couple of weeks ago It's really really cool looking I'm looking forward to jumping into that Hopefully you'll see more of that on the Fiend Guns website uh, Nearer to release And uh, yeah That's your lot really Except for of course Underdite, Inbirth, EXE Code Late CL-R on <laughs> PS4 And Switch That classic so- Somebody yeah. turn
1: Ross off. He's having a malfunction. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: Switching back on again.
0: And uh, that's your lot, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you all very much indeed for joining us on this highly contentious and controversial Finger Guns podcast. <laughs> Goodness me. I don't, I don't, that's the longest conversation I've ever had about Keith Sutherland. <laughs> Goodness me. Uh, thank you all very much, Steve, for listening. Don't forget, you can follow us everywhere. You can follow us on Twitter at FNGRGNS. You can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash fingerguns UK. You can follow us on Bite that funky vine-like app we're on there and we actually put a video up just today so go get the Biked app and follow us on there for fun seven second video game goodness it's all part of the fun if you do really really love what we do you can join us on patreon for one dollar a month which is i think it's probably gone down now but 86p a month i think it is or something like that that, yeah yeah Mm -hmm. you can subscribe to the finger guns goodness and just show your appreciation because we really Really do appreciate it. The, the Patreon keeps this podcast alive and kicking. So any contribution you feel is worthy, go for it. It will be eternally grateful from all of us. Thank you very much indeed. Of course, we have PS5s to pay for in November. So, <laughs> you know, between four of us, it means we've got to get the Patreon up a little bit. <laughs> so let's uh, let's make that happen. Twitch.tv forward slash fingers.net. We're there as well. But that's it. It is goodbye from Mr. Greg Hicks. I right, won. Good night. <laughs> goodbye from Mr. Paul Collett. I am Johnny Medallion. (laughs) Can that be your new Twitter name,
3: please?
0: 100%. And uh, goodbye from Mr. Sean Davies. Toodles. Actually, before I forget, um, you can go onto our Twitter and you can see Paul Collett's PS5 UI concept right now. Thanks, dude. It's freaking awesome. And so I think people should see it. Am I right, Sean Davies?
1: Absolutely. It's the best mock-up I have seen.
0: That's how good it is. I mean, we're not just saying that. It generally is.
1: Thanks, guys. I need to put it on Reddit. Remind
0: me. Okay. Okay. Sean, hey, you listening to this podcast the next day, make sure you get that UI concept on Reddit. Cheers. Thanks, dude. buddy. <laughs> no worries, mate. <laughs>
3: That's a whole spin and ted thing right there, isn't it? Do you know what I mean?
0: <laughs> okay. We'll see you next week, ladies and gentlemen, with more Finger Guns Goodness. My name is Roscoe. I'll see you next time. Bye.